And welcome back to episode 23 of Brews with the Homies. This is your host, Brews with D, bro. And this week's episode, we just got Brews with JB. Uh, Heron Brews is uh, under the weather. Yeah, so he'll be taking a break this week, but just me and D, bro, here. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a great time. Try three different styles of beer, talk about some cool things. We're going to do kind of like a segment style, so we're going to keep the segments a little short, like little five-minute segments talking about different things, so that way it's a little bit easier to navigate the podcast, and I think this will keep it more efficient. We'll definitely still do the freestyle. I think we'll stick with that at least once a month because we like going with the flow and just having a good time, but this one's going to be a little bit more streamlined and focused, so excited about that one. And to kick it off, you heard the opening of the can, the pouring of the beer. So we have three different ones today. Killa Pills from Voodoo Brewing Company. This one's going to be a little bit different. It's an imperial lager with six varieties of European hops. European? Yeah. Blends, Czech style, German, and Polish style Pilsners. Polish. So, going to come in at about 7.5%. 7. Point what? 5%. 7.5? And the color is nice. It's kind of, doesn't look like super light, kind of a little bit more of like a yellowish gold color instead of like a light. It smells of. delicious. It reminds me almost of a Coors Light smell. Just nice. a little bit. Yeah, or definitely Miller. like a lager style. Yeah, or Miller Ale. Yeah. And then, so the other beer we're going to be having is from OEC Brewing. This one's going to be a Marzen. So, a Marzen? What's a Marzen? Cool thing with Marzen, it's rich in malt, like with a balance of like clean, hot bitterness. A lot of people describe it like biscuit, uh, sorry, biscuit-like malt aroma, and even some kind of biscuit-like taste. Biscuit? Yeah, can be sweet. It's usually more of a deep, in this one, it's more of a deep gold instead of an amber color, so I really like that. Okay. And um, this one's... Interesting because it's cellared for several months prior to release. Really? Yeah, so I love getting these different styles. There's a little like history to them, and that's what we've been trying to do learn more about the different styles, talk about it. So the third one brings us to a Kolsch style ale from uh, it's called Cave Rock. You're going to be looking at like Kolsch is kind of like a hybrid style. That's what's cool about them. Uh, we've had one on the podcast before. It, Basically, what Kolsch-style beer, it's warm fermented with top fermenting yeast, then conditioned with colder temperatures like a lager. So that's why I say it's kind of like a hybrid-style beer. Interesting. And this one, the color on it is very light. Yeah, like you put that next to... Kind of looks like piss, you know? That's kind of the like a light... If your piss looks piss. like that, that means you need to drink some water. Uh, I mean, like, let's say, like, a clean, like, you've been drinking water, but it's not clear yet, you know? Okay, okay, so, like, when you first break the seal after you've been drinking. Yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, so. Okay, so I get that. Yeah. All right, so, which one do you want to go ahead and have first here? Man, we started off talking about it first, so let's do the killer pills. I'm very interested in this one. Well, cheers, buddy. Cheers. Reminds me of a Miller. Miller Lite. Yeah, for me, I can definitely see that, but it's going to be a little bit more sophisticated. Well, it is a little bit more sophisticated, but, like, the first thing that, like, my tongue 
like touched was like, oh man, this is a Miller. Oh wait, no, this is more complex. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, that's what's cool about you know craft beer like this style with the variety of six different hops. It blends the different Polish style, German, Czech, um, Pilsners. You get a complex kind of. They call it a freakish, one of a kind beer, but I'm really digging it. It's kind of like a little bit like a boozy sweet malt kind of taste for me. Yeah, the can art is definitely like the best thing about this. Actually, like this is pretty cool. Yeah, I love the can art. It's kind of like a monster, like shooting have out you, fire. Have, have you? What's that one game? Monsters that everybody used to play, where you got to pick the crazy monsters and. Destroy the oh, cities. It's not Rampage. Rampage, rampage right? Yeah, okay, Rampage. That's, that's what it kind of reminds me of. It kind of reminds me of Rampage. It's pretty cool can art. We'll definitely have to post this one. Yeah, I'll post the picture of the pod yeah, so people can see it. Yeah, because this is a pretty cool can. I think this is, to start off the year with can art, I think that is a, a one. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's so cool because you want can art that like captures people, kind of draws you in when you're looking. So when I saw that, it kind of drew me in. I was like, no. Pretty cool, and I saw it from Voodoo Brewing. I was like, "Hey, let's try this one." The this is the one I was really excited about because you said it was from Voodoo, mm -hmm. so that's kind of good to know that that one's from Voodoo. So now, JB, yes, what do you what do you rank this amongst the the ranking system? So, like for me with the style, I think it's done well on my like scale. It's probably around like a three point seven, three point eight. Because it's not like in my top range of beers, um, but that's usually it in this type of range and style. A three point eight is like really good. So Very I enjoy shotgunnable. It. Yeah, I would even get this again to like share with people and like, hey, try this. This is a good light beer. Even at seven point five. It's very well hidden, that percentage. Yeah. You wouldn't really tell. You wouldn't really tell, but like you said, this is definitely one that I would share with somebody. Like somebody that's like, oh, I like a light beer. Hey, I got one for you. Let me just lob it to you real quick. Yeah, it's like just the hops are really light. It's kind of like juicy, yeah. citrusy, a little yeah. sweetness. So really enjoy it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I, I'm, you're, me and you have the same rate. I was thinking about that. I was like, eh, it's right there. Right there in that you, room. you pretty much hit the nail on that one. Like you hit you hit it right there, buddy. So my next thing that I want to get with you on this, yes. JB. So I sent you a podcast earlier today. The yes. I Am Athlete Podcast. So it's a if for you guys that don't know that at home, it's a podcast with like Chad Johnson, Brandon Marshall, and a couple other ex football players. So on this episode, they uh Brought on a uh, former Bronco. Shout out DJ Williams. I love uh, listening to his storytelling on this clip here. And on this clip, they're talking about how people analyze a certain player in the league that a lot yeah. of people kind of say is the GOAT. And it kind of gets lost in this time. So this is the time frame of Josh McDaniels yes. being on the Broncos. Correct. And, you know, Josh McDaniels, who is he linked to as his best quarterback he's probably ever had? Uh, the fucking GOAT Tom Brady. Tom yes. Brady. So DJ was kind of talking about how he won them the game. Yes. No. So, JB, go ahead off of that point. Yeah, because um, Dustin sent me another clip of them talking about the, uh, when they started 6-0 and all that, and they were kind of talking about just the different 
like ways and the, the mini spy gate all that but I saw the clip below it and it was about you know Josh or Josh McDaniels talking about the film study and he pulls in G.J. Williams and they're like hey here's 50 clips basically of Tom Brady 50 clips straight he played yeah. 10 straight and he was watching it he's like do you notice anything DJ's like no man like I don't like what do you mean he's like look at his feet and he tells the story of if Tom Brady plays with his feet parallel, it's 100% pass. If yeah. you're staggered, it's 100% run. And just something so simple that could be so lost. You're looking at, like, where are you throwing? It's, the, it's the details. The key detail. And he said why that happened was because in one season, Tom Brady went to do a QB sneak, and his feet were parallel, and the offensive lineman stepped on his foot. Yep. And it caused them to, like, mess like, up that play. No, it caused them to lose the game. And so, ever since that, he changed it and noticed that. And he's like, I don't even think Tom Brady knows I know this about him. Yeah, and then he's like, who do you think re- remembers this as well? He's like, six years. He's like, that happened six years ago, and I still remember that. And like, that was such a great point, because the point I wanted to get to was film study. And, like, a lot of people in oh, sports, yeah. or even fans, forget how much these players prep the the importance of coaches and everything together. This is why we have a hard time with the rookie quarterbacks. This is why when somebody goes to a new team, they normally tend to succeed if the team's really built around them pretty well. Why do you think the Rams this year succeeded with Matthew Stafford? Why do you think the Broncos did decent with Teddy Bridgewater? I mean, like... It's all these guys that are going to these new teams. And what, what Joe and I always joked about was, let's see what they're like their second year. Yeah, once the film's on them, even there's any a, sport, once there's film on you and yeah. you still do good, that's the test. Well, we see that with the Golden Knights now. Yeah. It's our, what, fifth year, sixth year? Yeah. And, no, fifth year. Yeah, fifth year. And teams figured out all of our shit now. Yeah, and but now it's working because... Pete DeBoer is trying new things and switching out, so that's why we're having some success with even all the injuries because yeah. new players, new everything. Yeah. So, but this is just crazy how how these guys pay attention that closely to somebody. The key in factor of Tom Brady. Yeah, it's not the team as a whole. Sometimes they break it down to individuals. Yeah. and I liked it because it kind of reminded me of when I used to play competitive games like Battlefields and PUBG. Like, if you knew the players you were going against, you watched teams and studied their streams and what they were doing, you could predict moves. You could be like, oh, I know this guy's going to go this way. Or I know this team plays passive, so I'm going to flip it and, and play aggressive and push yeah. them and make them uncomfortable. How can I get that little bit of an edge? Because I might not be as good in terms of gun skill or reflexes, but now I can outsmart my opponent. I can outstrategize them, and I could take key things that they don't even realize they're doing and play it against them. So. Yep. And that's, the, and that's the thing that they were getting at throughout that whole thing. It was like, hey, like, look, this is how crazy detailed it is in the NFL. Like, you guys think that we just fucking show up and play? He's like, no. He's like, we put in the work. We do the film studies and everything that goes into it. Yeah. I, I totally get that. Exactly. It's, it's so important. It's overlooked. But let's switch to the next topic. We're going to go into our second beer. Let's hit this Marzen from OEC Brewing. Smells delicious. Almost reminds me of like a, a like a sweet tea smell. Oh yeah, like definitely like a sweet, like maltiness. And so I kind of went into it when I uh, introduced it. How Marzins are known for being rich in malt, balance of clean, hot bitterness, kind of biscuit like malt aroma. 
So I like this one because it's more of a deep gold instead of the ambers. You kind of get a lot of amber margins throughout when you see people um, like copy it. But cheers, let's try this. It's, Let me hear your thoughts. It's different. It's different in the fact that this is my first time having a beer style like this. Okay. So, like, for me, I don't know what to expect and what it to, like, taste here. like. You've had Oktoberfest style beers before? No. Like, no? No. All right, so this year we'll make it a priority for when we do episodes around that time for you to try some because... It's kind of like a beefed up version of this, a little bit higher ABV usually, because this one comes in at 5.4%, but very similar. This Dude. one, because it's not an amber, I kind of like it. It's a little bit more like mellow, so, has a good sweetness. Maybe this might help you. I feel like this is missing something. Okay. I feel like, have you ever had like unsweetened iced tea and you normally have to add the sugar to it to make it sweet? Yeah. That's what it's like for me. Okay, I, I can see that. It's interesting because I like how we can have the two different opinions since you never had something like this. For me, having other Marzins, I think this one's done so well and so beautifully. It's very light. There's like light body, nice little maltiness, a little bit of like roastedness to it. But now that you say that, I could definitely understand where you're coming from. Like it's normal Marzins that are a little bit darker in that amber color. I feel like they're a little bit more accentuated in sweetness or you're going to get a little bit more flavor. This one's a little bit more mild and light. So that's why I like it. But I can see your point because I think that's a great, like, different perspective. And it makes yeah. me think, like, hmm, okay. It, it's one of those things that, like like we said, everybody's got a different taste profile, oh, right? Uh, yeah. and, and the biggest thing is, is with everybody that's got the different taste palettes and everything, you kind of notice that somebody likes something a certain way and somebody doesn't so yeah. like when we talk about it and you and heron get like oh yeah i get this and that and i get a little bit of it but i get something totally different it's always cool to like see that dynamic of it because you don't always realize what what type of beard that you have or like just what's really put into it sometimes because yeah. I was trying to look at some of these cans earlier to see what was in there and you have to look. Yeah, and then it's always good to check on tab. We love using it as a resource, but I would rate this one probably a little bit higher, probably a four for me because I enjoy it that much. I think yours would probably be a little bit lower. It's not that much lower to be yeah. honest. It's a it's at a three eight to okay. be honest. Yeah, it's the reason why it's at a three eight is because it, this is my first one. And, like, this is probably one of those styles of beer that I need to try a couple different ones to get the feel for it, you know? Yeah, I agree. So, I, I, I'm going to give it a respectable 3.8. Oh, cool. So, I, I put it at a 4, but we're going to transition to our next topic here. So, how many of you guys are, like, Formula One fans because of the show on Netflix? It definitely turned me into a fan. Yeah, I know. I remember you showing me. We watched a couple episodes. And I really enjoyed it. I thought. Let me tell it was you. Really cool. I'm ready for this season to come out because of all the crazy shit that happened. Max Verstappen bleeding Lewis Hamilton in the championship. Like, dude, this shit was crazy beforehand. Yeah, now. It's now, just next level. But there was a whole bunch of like cheating scandals going on. Oh shit. So like. 
It's gonna be some good it's drama be, now. It's on. gonna be some fucking juicy drama. So, kind of setting the picture for you on that. PGA had something to announce today. JB, go ahead and take the flow on this one. Oh, I'm so excited for this one. I've been for golf. That's the biggest barrier. Wait, to what? It, what is it? Oh, you, I, you didn't say. I, it I know. I know. I'm going to. But okay. So PGA Tour announces a deal at Netflix to do a show and basically like a documentary series. And the reason why I'm so excited about this because the PGA Tour has been so stubborn in its ways. They haven't branched out and tried to be new and innovative and they've been ridiculed for that for so much they try to do the social media thing it's helped a little bit i think it's pushed players to be more active and i love that shout out to turner uh, sports for also putting on the uh the uh, bleacher report like yeah. head to heads oh yeah that definitely helped too yeah so all those things and now them taking this leap of faith is so great because we need more storytelling in golf because Tiger was so dominant, and that was the story. But now what, we need to see everybody else's what, side. What sells the product? Uh-huh. Like what? Storytelling. Yeah. What is, like, that, that's what a lot of people don't understand. That's why people can't get into baseball. Baseball's so fucking long, yeah, you can't unless, tell. Exactly. You unless you a fan for so long. Yeah, you can't tell a story with baseball. Yeah. Football, you can tell a fucking story. Oh, that's yeah. why it's probably the most watched sport on the face of the earth in America. Yeah. Like, it's that yeah. massive of storytelling. too, because, like, you go back and forth. Like, football's so popular in America because it's, like, yeah. our thing. Oh, soccer. But then soccer is global because you can tell such great stories. Yeah, you the can. countries, the pilots, there's such a, There's rise. such a rich history. And this is where the NBA now is realizing, oh, fuck, the reason why these guys are such good is because of the fucking storytelling. Yeah. That's why they push so hard on these young guys. That's why they push on the next star, the next LeBron. Yeah. All this comparison is because it's content. It gets people talking. It gets people out of the experiences. Yep, and that's what we love. So to see the PJ Tour finally embracing that, there's so many good stories to tell on how people work their way up in the different, like... Perfect example where a storyline everybody got hooked on. Bryce and DeChambeau and Bruce Koepka. Yeah. Everybody knew they didn't like each other. They were beefing. You saw it on social media. And then what did Turner Sports do with TNT? Hey, let's have a head-to-head in Vegas. And do you think I sat there and watched that whole thing? Fuck yeah, I did. I love Brewski just sitting there talking shit to... You know. Or Koepka talking shit to Bryson over there. Like, bro, that's the shit that we love. Yeah. That's the shit that we in sports, so I'm so glad because they were able to secure five of the top seven people in the world in the um, golf rankings. You have examples of Spieth, Ricky Fowler, Kepka, Justin Thomas, Kepka's in it? Yep. So, oh, no fucking so way. So there's going to be some really good storytelling going if, on here. They if, have access to the Masters in no. Augusta, which is great because no. a lot of people were like, when that first got announced, Do you, like, is that, is that going to happen? And then... I got I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you think after the first year of this booming, do you think Tiger next season, if this gets renewed, says fuck it? Yeah, I think they will push because if it's successful, if, Tiger, if Tiger says the mix, fuck it, I'm jumping into the mix. It does would be that, huge for Does them. that become must-watch television? Yeah, I think it would be such I mean, a I know it's not television, but, but that's what a lot of must-see show. Yeah, must-see show. Definitely agree. It, I think it'll push and it'll put a lot of pressure for him because to see the success of it and if oh, it's, yeah. it's great, then I think Tyra, but yeah, I'm down. 
because he wants to be a part of something great. He probably didn't jump in right away because he doesn't know how many times he's going to play, what his schedule is going to look like. The homie just fucking damn near died in a car crash. Yeah, so, so like, we, we got to let him come back at when he's his ready. own pace and everything. Because imagine, imagine this. Let's just say for all the shits and giggles, Tiger decides, hey, I'm going to take this year off from, from competing, right? Yeah. What if the PGA use this as a selling point? Let's just say they fucking kill it and they approach Tiger. Hey, we want you to be on the Tiger comeback and we want you to be on this season and it's like focused on you and all these guys. Yeah. Do you think they would fuck? Do you think Tiger would jump on the ball? Oh, yeah. I would think they even I do think like Nike even two. Pushes them to yeah, go. I think they would do two shows. Like, do like a spinoff, even like, or have like an exclusive access to where. Like, okay, we're going to do X, Y, and Z episodes and on PGA, Tiger. just so you know, these these are our ideas. Yeah, exactly. All right? Just just know this. So if you take our ideas, be ready. Shout us out. Shout us out or, uh, you know, send us a little hush-hush money. Yeah. <laughs> Care package. Yeah. Invite us out to some events. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just so excited because golf needs this. It needs people's eyes on it. And hopefully it, it kind of makes it more real, makes it more personable because – when you see access to these players, a lot of them are funny, joking, having a good time. and Or talking shit. Yeah, talking shit. So the more we see that, the more it makes people invested. Oh, yeah. And it helps the sport grow. So hopefully, as a whole, this is a great thing. Super excited for it. They even announced, because someone was asking, does the PGA have control of the rights of what goes on in editing? And they said no. So this is huge. It's the first time ever that the PGA Tour is going to just full access and they don't have editing control. So that Netflix is going to be like, oh, yeah, they're going to push this and hype it up. I want to hear Bruce Kempka chirping. Yeah, talking some shit. Hey, hey Bruce, I just need you to uh, challenge Bryson. So we get a fight. No, 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 no. (laughs) We want it on an actual course at an actual event. Fucking you two paired up on Sunday, and I want to hear you chirping that motherfucker on this thing. If you make that happen, you'll make a lot of people happy, and you'll probably make a lot of fucking money. Yeah, with sponsorships (laughs) deals. Yeah. All right, so we're going to switch to the last beer so we can try it out before we cover one of our last two topics. So this one, Cave Rock Cole Style. Talked about it, the nice little hybrid beer. This is very see-through. Yeah, it's very transparent, nice and clear, but... I just try to face through this. <laughs> Easily, cheers. Doesn't have a lot of aroma coming off of it. Ooh, I kind of get a lot of sweetness coming through for something so light. That's delicious. Man, that's a great one. Like, if you're... Pairing that with a high ABV beer or just had a stout and you need like a little palate cleanser that we like to do. This is delicious. Wow. Well, I think I know which one my favorite is. This this is delicious. Like, really delicious. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Wow. That was not what I was expecting to come out of this can. Like, what are some of the flavor palettes that is, like, hitting you right now? So, I'm getting just, like, that nice, light cleanness. A little hoppy, but, God, incredible. Like, for me, it's... That's not overbearing. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is, like, the perfect amount of everything. Yeah, it's, it's super complex, complex for being so light. Last time I had a cold style, 
I felt like it was missing something, like we were talking about the other one. Um, and this one, no, complex, it's almost like, it's a weird way to say it, but like delicate, like you're getting the flavors there, like so soft and smooth, it's not offensive. It's definitely more interesting style of beer, because what, when we had the last one, I mean, the last, like you said, it was definitely missing something. I feel like this hits all the check marks. I feel like I get enough of the overall flavor. Yeah. I get enough of the overall sweetness. I get enough of, like, kind of, like, a dullness to it. So, like, I think for me as a beer, for, like, my style, yeah. checks all the box. This is a solid, like, four, four seven. Yeah, I mean, for this style, I usually don't rate it super high. But I still try to keep them in that 3.5 to 4 range, but with how much I like this, I'd probably even bump it up to like a 4.2, 4.3 for me. Like it's, oh, I think it's, like we said, hits all the points that we're looking for, the complexity, how delicate it is. It's just a solid fucking beer. And it's 5.2% or 5.4%. Man, you could take this and have it any time like this is such a versatile beer i feel like and so happy about it man this is i'm glad we picked these up thanks to you know beer zombies stopped by the warm springs location i stopped in last night real quick andrew hooked it up and shout so, out bz yeah i love you guys nice we recommendation so appreciate you guys thank you again um so jb yeah, last or we have two more topics two more so topics. speaking about bz yeah and the shout out to their beer. So the team that cost you the shotgun a beer earlier oh, this year got you in the playoffs. I know. So right? it's a total are game. you are, are you gonna shotgun again? Or? If the Steelers win that or this upcoming week against the Chiefs, I'll shotgun a beer right here. This is the, the, right here, right now. Yeah, so oh, if they win shit. next week on the podcast. Do a little ASMR, crack that open, and just chug it in the room. Damn, in the room. Oh, we're damn. Shotgun in he's, the room he's, on mic. He's, he's serious. Damn. Yeah, because I couldn't believe... Dude, Steelers had, what, like a 10% chance of making the playoffs going into Fucking the shout out to the shitbag San Diego Chargers. Or, I mean, shit, sorry. The Los Angeles Chargers. You guys fucking lost to my donkeys, and then you guys fucking pissed the opportunity away to go to the playoffs where you guys had a fucking higher chance to go. And the uh, fuck is wrong out? with them? I know, man. It's... Sad, because, you know... We get robbed of Justin Herbert being in the playoffs. That's yeah. what I'm most pissed about. Exactly. I, that's the only thing I hate. No offense to Big Ben, but yeah. Big Ben is done. And, like, I would love to see Justin Herbert go in against Kansas City and just fucking start slinging that thing. Yeah. So, if the Steelers win, I'll feel less bad about it. But, hey, even the Raiders going, as much as, you know, don't like them and all that, and I wish it was a new, you know, like we talked about this before, the... New branding for Vegas, but hey, good for Derek Carr, man. He deserves it. Let's see what he. He's can not do. gonna be hurt this time. I know. So let's see what he can do, man. Uh, just in general, so many great stories for the playoffs. So many things going on. I'm, it's gonna set up for a great playoffs. And can I say shout out to the Broncos CEO, <laughs> finally Nick Fanny Pack Fangio, Pat fucking stupid Shermer, and our fucking special teams head coach. Fuck those guys, yeah. and then the courts. So the cult, uh, the courts, just allowed it to where the Broncos are now able to sell. Nice. So now we're finally gonna get an owner, but it's coming at a cost. 
Bronco Nation's in shambles right now. Oh, yeah. The, you, sure. Do you know who the two owner groups that are in? Two separate groups? I heard John Elway's in one and Payne Manning's in the other. Ooh. Yeah, and Bronco fans are fucking split Ugh. down the middle right now. And I don't know what side of the fence I'm on. My yeah, dad's like, my dad's like, you want us a fucking Super Bowl with Manning, but fuck you, you, you screwed us. Yeah, no, and the I, drafting I, was terrible. Oh, dude, don't get me started. But uh, yeah, but shout out to the Broncos for finally doing the right thing. Hopefully, we get a competent owner team that's gonna bring us back to glory. Cause I feel like we're just a quarterback away. Yeah. I hope so. I hope we go after the Miami Dolphins ex head coach. Yeah. Cause I feel like him being fired that was fucking stupid. Yeah, I don't agree with that and at all. But I hope that we're able to bring in a good quarterback. If that's either Deshaun Watson, if that's either Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Or if we just draft a fucking guy, I just, yeah. I just hope we get a, hope we get a good quarterback because I feel like that's all we need, especially in our division. We got probably out of the top ten quarterbacks in the NFL. We probably got what three of them. Yeah. So. So it's, it's tough competition. So to wrap it up, I'm gonna hit a couple points I want to in the next minute or so. Try to make it quick. Um, gonna talk a little bit about video games because it's you know a little side passion for us. Um, I got a bone to pick with fucking Call of Duty. Oh, I'm sure you guys saw. Oh, God. But I'm going to hit Battlefield. Was definitely looking forward to it, man. I have a huge history with it. Battlefield 3 and 4. 3 was one of the best games. This guy was a pro. Oh, yeah. I played competitive. But Battlefield 4, man. Rough start. They turned it around. Great game overall. Had so much fun with it. Battlefield 2042. Just unfortunate. Released a little too early. People are super harsh on it and well deserving because of the increased player count. Had issues with stability. Um, taking away the regular class system was a huge minus for a lot of people. Taking away a lot of veteran like legacy features. Portal though should have been released separately because it was such a good experience. They could have really, if that was free to play and they added maps from all the different games. Could have been a competitor to Warzone. It could have been really up there for a free-to-play game. We saw PUBG released today and free to all players now, which is huge. Well, it had almost five hundred thousand people playing at a peak. So, man, for a game that's that old, I used to play PUBG competitively and did, love it. Did you hop on play? Not yet. I might though soon because you know it's interesting. More players. I probably still got it the last couple times I jumped in after not playing a long time. Got some easy wins, high kill games, being rusty, so might have to jump in. But um, the other game I want to talk about real quick, if you have a partner or friend, anyone you want to just play a co-op game with, uh, it's called It Takes Two. EA, uh, it's part of their pass on there, and I got to play it. And let me tell you, it's fun. I'm playing it with my girlfriend, Gloriana, and definitely have to work together it's very interesting it's one of those things if you have a significant other or even a friend you just want to test out your cooperation skills and everything it's cool indie style game i really enjoy it a couple hours in um and just love how it really pushes the boundaries of like being able to communicate and like taking a lot of inferencing and trying to like problem solve so that's, Definitely check it out. It sounds like an interesting game. Yeah. Gabby and I started playing South Park Stick of Truth. Nice. And let me fucking tell you. 
That shit's fucking hilarious. So it's always cool to like, you know, because me and you are such shooter style. We played such hardcore games and sports games were always in your face. So it's cool to play like a co-op style game where you could challenge a different side of you and play games differently. So yeah. with that, we'll wrap it up. It was fun talking. Hopefully these segmented styles help people find what they're looking for and help break down the podcast a little bit better. So we'll put it in the... Um, Episode description, so if you want to look for specific points or parts of the episode, you can do that. And I think that will help us in the future if you want to clip it or post it in different places. So, appreciate you guys. Can't wait for next week. Hopefully, we get Heron back and we can do East versus West Coast or try the Fittens stats that we got. I'm working with Jarrell right now to see when Jarrell's available. And when Jarrell's available, we're going to have him on the pod. And we're going to have... Probably the most funniest, unfiltered conversation we'll probably ever have on this podcast. I and love it. I love it. And that's why we have the I science series, it. too, because I love, and we've been waiting for it. We haven't posted on the science series in a while, but trust me, when we have science series, it will be fun. We're going to do another one probably in February where we just have a long share episode where we're just talking shit, oh, having man. fun, and doing you, fun you stuff. You don't know what's coming. <laughs> I think I was just talking to Kev. Yeah. He wants to do a... A trade deadline podcast. Ooh, so so, okay. well, nice. shout, shout out to the NBA. Shout out to K the Classic and those millennials and Jarrell. So we'll do and by the way, love with everyone. If you want a funny podcast to listen to, listen to Jarrell yeah. on the on those millennial podcasts. He has his own series on there, Ooh, nice. and let me tell you that shit hilarious. It's not. It's hilarious, but it's like some real shit. Like, okay. You know, yeah. so like you're like you you're getting into it. You're like. Oh, I got you. I know where you're coming from. Nice. So, but definitely check us out on Instagram. You'll definitely see the this lovely can art. Mm-hmm. Tag us in what you're drinking. We'll share it and give you guys a little shout out on the story. Yep, and we'll get uh, the Facebook page is made. So I'm just adjusting a few things. The podcast will be on there too. So once I have that all up and running, I'll put it so you guys can follow on there too if that's your platform of choice. So appreciate you guys. Later. Later.